The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Thursday the 5th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Marsha is out for the rest of the week, and I will be out tomorrow. So you'll be hearing a little bit of a best of uh, compilation tomorrow. But today, well, you're going to get me and only me. Now, uh, we were supposed to have the West Virginia, West Virginia Attorney General, uh, Mac Warner, on this morning. Uh, but unfortunately, he had an emergency hearing or emergency trial uh, that is. So he unfortunately will not be able to uh, get a hold of us today. And uh, that's unfortunate because my goodness had all kinds of stuff to talk to him about, about the uh, $99 million settlement uh, with Janssen uh, Pharmaceuticals. I mean, my goodness, the stuff about the Secretary of State, all kinds of different you know, Biden administration stuff that the attorney general is always getting after. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we won't be able to hear from him today, but we will be able to get in touch with him at some point. He's always a pretty uh, accessible guy. Now, one thing I did want to do to start things off this morning was go back, of course, and listen to uh, a previous uh, interview. Now, this was from yesterday. So if you were tuned in yesterday, you probably heard it. But uh, for some reason, I feel like we didn't give it really enough time. I feel like we just talked to Matt Umstead and then that was it. And we went on to the next thing, which, you know, I hate doing that. I want everybody to get uh, their shine, especially when we're talking about Berkeley County 250, because this is one of the coolest events I think I've ever been a part of and all the different towns that I've lived in. Uh, this is pretty cool. And all the different, you know, history and exhibits and uh, activities that they've done with the Berkeley 250 commemoration is even cooler. I mean, I feel like I'm on their Facebook page all the time just looking around, uh, looking at old, you know, pictures they put up. Like the other day, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, I shared this over on our WPM page as well. Uh, they put up a picture about uh, Hack Wilson. If you're a local of the area, you definitely have heard the name Hack Wilson before. And when I shared that, a couple people put some comments up on the WEPM and WCST Facebook page talking about him, which I thought were pretty funny. So go over there and check those out, if you will. But uh, coming up here uh, in the near future on May 14th from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., a really cool event is going on that the uh, Berkeley 250 is putting on. It's the Tuscarora Creek Duck Derby. And uh, we talked to Matt Umstead just yesterday about the Duck Derby and a few other things. But I wanted to play that back because, like I said, I feel like we didn't uh, really even acknowledge that we talked to Matt yesterday. So here he is, chair of Berkeley 250, Matt Umstead, chair of the Berkeley County 250 commemoration. Good morning. Oh, oh wait. Hang on. Hang on, Matt. Hang on, Matt. Here we go. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning. There everyone. he is. It, it helps when I have the right things set to the right I'm things. I'm so glad you're doing the board, though, because uh, it would it would have gone a lot worse. Sorry about that. So no, uh, okay. lots of fun things going on. 
So let's let's hit it. Founders Day is coming up. Yes, uh, May fourteenth, fifteenth. Uh, very much on the horizon. Uh, we have the uh, Duck Derby uh, on May fourteenth. So what? So what is the Duck Derby? Well, we're having this uh, duck race. Uh, starts the race actually starts at two fifty. Yeah. Everything starts at 250 yeah. because it's our 250th. That's right. That's right. And the event, though, runs from 2 to 6 p.m. Uh, on the grounds in the vicinity of the Adam Stephen House at 309 East John Street. Uh, but we're going to have a food trucks and we're going to do, uh, you know, some uh, youth volunteer uh, fair activities where we're going to have organizations promoting volunteer opportunities for young people there mm-hmm. for a couple hours that day. Uh, there's a lot of heritage events, tours going on at Adam Stephen house leading up to uh, the, the actual Derby. The Derby itself is going to actually, we're going to dump uh, approximately uh, well, at this point, we have 200 and some ducks uh, uh, entered into the uh, duck race <laughs> And we're going to dump these plastic docks that are entered into this uh, race mm-hmm. at, off the East John Street Bridge. And they're going to land in the water. And and then we're going to hopefully watch them uh, all gently uh, float downstream to the Oak Street uh, Bridge, where the first one that crosses uh, underneath the bridge on the other comes out on the other side uh, is the winner in three different divisions. So uh-huh. we'll have three different winners. We'll have a uh, uh, duckling. We'll have a duckling winner. We'll have a duck, duck, goose winner. And we'll have a duck aurora. Duck aurora. A classic winner. So, are these um, age groups? Are these uh, just yes. euphemisms for yes. like, I think I'm duck aurora. Yes. yes. I think I'm going to be like the senior. Yes. The ducklings are the, are the three to nine, age okay. three to nine. And then 10 to 17 is the duck, duck, goose. A division, and then we have the adult business division, which is if you want to uh, register as a business, uh, you can do that. You'll be part of the adult category, though. You can also res- re- register as an adult. Uh, it's ten dollars for an adult, fifty dollars for a business, uh, five dollars for the uh, youth uh, divisions, and all the proceeds of this. I want to emphasize all the proceeds of this go to quality of life, capital improvements in the community through parks and recreation. So this is going to a very good cause, and I've encouraged businesses and biz- people in the community to come out and cheer on the ducks. Even if you don't even register a duck, come on, come on out and have fun. This is a fun event. It'll be over pretty quick. I'm going <laughs> to warn everybody it's going to go fast. We, we've test run this and it's approximately 20 to 25 minutes. So it's not going to be like this long drawn out uh, fair. And the layout of the Creek in that area is very visible. So you can actually see the ducks progress from, from East John Oak <laughs> Street Bridge. And and so you'll actually see the race. Now, you won't know which duck is yours because they won't be necessarily, they're not going to be numbered on the side of the duck. They can't be put numbered. a little jersey on them? No. There's that, no would, jersey that would on. slow your duck down. Come on. There, right. there, there's going to there be, there, <laughs> be a way to identify the different divisions, but you won't know which numbered duck is yours. And the ducks are all numbered, and each person registered will be assigned a number. So and that's... You, and you can find the registration uh, if you go to their Facebook page, and it's tagged uh, to a very, very funny video of you guys uh, cheering on mm-hmm. some early Duck Derby uh, racers. Yes. Main Street Martinsburg is a critical, a very collaborative partner with this event. And Robbie uh, Blair with Main Street facilitated the, the uh, production of that video, which is very funny. Uh, but you can register online, Berkeley WV. 
uh, 250.com uh, forward slash duck derby. And that'll take you right to the registration uh, page. Uh, and just, I mean, custom duck trophies, cash prizes for the, for the top uh, three winners in each division. So really cool stuff. And, uh, and we're just hoping everybody has a really good time brings everybody to the heritage uh, aspects and the history aspects mm-hmm. of the founding actually of Berkeley County and Martinsburg, which is part of the goal with the duck derby is to introduce people to founders day, mm-hmm. founders day weekend activities. And we're just excited that we're going to be able to introduce and uh, bring people to this historic area and introduce them to the, you know, the, the, the beginnings of Martinsburg and Berkeley County. Well, uh, through this event. Well, we only have about two minutes until we have to get to our next break. Unfortunately, again, we're speaking with Berkeley County 250 Commemoration Chair uh, Matthew Umstead. Uh, and um, this Duck Derby isn't the only thing you have coming up. No, we have a lot of heritage tours uh, that weekend, the 14th and 15th. Uh, there's there's different sites. Sumner Rainbow Memorial School will be open for tours. Uh, Adam Stephen House, uh, various other sites. Uh, there will be a trolley service throughout town. Then very next day, we have the color run. We have about 200 people signed up for the 5K color run event at Poorhouse Farm Park. We're looking for a huge turnout. We're hoping for 500 runners. We really want 500 ducks and 500 runners, uh, but we'll see how it goes. What about 250 each? 250. Oh, that would be perfect. Well, there's a famous saying, you aim for the 100-story building and you you get 40. So we're aiming (laughs) for 250 ducks and 250 runners. And we're hoping, look, go on the website, berkeleywv.com. 250.com look up the events section and it's all all the information is there that's all i can tell people register via that site it'll take you to all the different information you need to find out absolutely again we've been speaking with matt unstead chair of berkeley county 250 uh, make sure you go follow their facebook page as well because they're always posting some really 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 cool stuff on there uh that you know especially for somebody like me that's not from berkeley county has been really interesting to see all the, the different history. people in the history about the area so matt thank you for coming in and joining us this morning yes sir thank you all and that was uh, Berkeley County 250 Commemoration Chair Matt Umstead talking about the Tuscarora Creek Duck Derby, which I think is going to be a super, super, super cool event, especially with a chance to win over $1,000 worth of prizes. That's not a bad gig for just putting a uh, little plastic, you know, yellow ducky into the creek. But, um, yeah, don't forget about that. It's happening May 14th, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. right in front of the General Adam Stephen House at 309 East John Street. They're going to drop them from that bridge there on John Street. And then by the time they get uh, down to the other one, a couple, you know, yards down the way, uh, that'll be a finish line. So like he was saying, it'll go quick, but it'll be a fun time. And it's happening May 14th, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. But we got to get to a break. We'll be back for more Panhandle Live here on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at setnandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Marsha is out for the rest of the week going down and celebrating some graduations, which is always a fun time, especially since she's down in Florida, which makes it all the better, that is for sure. But as you know, we talk a lot about uh, everything happening here in the Panhandle. We've been telling the Panhandle story for almost 76 years now, but 
hey, the panhandle is growing and expanding, and we got to sometimes go up north across the border to talk about some things going on. So joining me on the phone now from Imagine Hagerstown is Cassie Hertzberger. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm doing good. It's Thursday. Can't complain. Absolutely. Yeah, we are so close to the weekend, but it feels so, so far away, doesn't it? It does, yes. So tell us a little bit about Imagine Hagerstown and some of the things that you guys uh, do for, you know, downtown Hagerstown. Um, So Imagine Hagerstown is a music series that happens the fourth Friday of every month starting from May until September. Mm -hmm. And we have a opener band and a headliner band. Um, Starts from five and goes until eight. And it's just a way for the community to come down and listen to some free music and get some takeout from local restaurants or head to a restaurant before or after the band and just see what downtown Hagerstown has to offer. So I'm guessing that there was uh, a little bit of a break a year or so ago because of the pandemic, right? Yes, they did do some live streaming, so... They still made it happen, but just added a little twist to it. Yeah, so is that kind of how you got, uh, I guess, saying getting around it might not sound like the best thing, but is that how you kind of got around the situation uh, in that time, was kind of doing the live stream stuff, and are you still doing that with certain events? Um, that is. So I just so I started here in March. Oh, so goodness, okay. So I was okay. here last year for the whole event. But, yes, they did do live streaming. Um, we're not doing that this year. Um but I believe that's just how they how mm-hmm. they made it work last year. So, so tell us about some of the stuff you guys have uh, done this year, or some of the things you have coming up. I'm looking at your Facebook page right now, Imagine Hagerstown, and I keep seeing a lot of stuff about the Amish Outlaws, which is always a good time. Yeah. So our opening our opening uh, band this year is going to be the Amish Outlaws. Our they're our headliner band actually. Our opening band is the Howlers. They're a local band from Williamsport, Maryland. But the Amish Outlaws are our headlining band. They're a very well-known band from here. They do a lot of cover songs from Lady Gaga to Dr. Dre. I'm excited to to see them. Um, I've never seen them before, so. But they are very interactive, um, especially on social media. So we are excited to have them. Absolutely, yeah. If you haven't seen the Amish Outlaws yet, you are in for a fun time. That is That's for sure. Everyone's telling me. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, they definitely get after it. It'll be a blast, and uh, especially where this is going to be happening at, because it still happens down uh, downtown at the University Plaza, right? Yes, so it's down at University Plaza. It's at 50 West Washington Street, Hagerstown, Maryland. So um, it's in a nice little space. It's gated in. It has a stage. Um, it's grassy. So mm-hmm. come have like a little picnic area if you wanted to, or just bring some lawn chairs and hang out absolutely and they say and i'm still kind of scrolling through uh your imagine hagerstown facebook page here and i see a big ad well not an ad ad's the wrong word but a big post that says uh, we want to see your face and it's talking about a mural that sounds uh pretty interesting do you uh have any extra info on that um so with that so that's the uh, it's happening on west washington Street. you might not know i'm kind of pulling stuff out of the air here and asking you so if you don't know it's not that big a deal yeah i'm not too too um familiar with that but i know they were um, trying to get captures of people and reference with that. So they were trying to get submissions to post some murals mm-hmm. down on West Washington Street with that. So but they were submitting that. They had to be in by April 28th. 
I'm not too sure how that's going to Oh, work. yeah. I should have looked at the uh, very last uh, bulletin point there before I asked you about it because it is almost, goodness, we're two weeks away for or past that date. So sorry <laughs> about that. That makes makes a lot more sense why you didn't know about it because it's, it's already good. done and gone and it's passed. So never mind. So forget the last three minutes of our conversation there. Uh, but anyways, uh, the big thing is the Amish Outlaws coming to town, right? So tell people again, because we have to get to our bottom of the hour break here in just a few minutes. So tell people about the Amish Outlaws in your fourth Fridays coming up. So the Amish Outlaws is our headlining band. Um, you can come down to downtown Hagerstown University Plaza on Friday, May 27th. It's from 5 to 8 p.m. at University Plaza, 50 West Washington Street. We want you to come. It's free admission. No tickets required. Um, bring your own chair. You can get takeout. Bring your own food. Have a picnic. Um, it is BYOB. Um, so you can bring your own alcohol in non-breakable um, containers or non-alcohol, your preference. Um, and for more information, you can check out imaginehagerstown.org, or you can head to our Facebook page. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me this morning on Panhandle Live on such short notice. And uh, make sure you get out there to watch the Amish Outlaws. And make sure you're not there in, like, a working capacity so you can, like, have a little bit extra fun, all right? Yes, exactly. We want everyone to come out and enjoy join downtown Hagerstown. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Cool. Again, that was uh, folks from Imagine Hagerstown talking about the fourth Friday coming up, May 27th, 5 to 8 p.m. at University Plaza, right in downtown Hagerstown. The Amish Outlaws are going to be there. The Howlers are opening up for them. And the Amish Outlaws are always a pretty, pretty, pretty good time. I remember back in the day uh, when uh, Cancun Cantina was open. If you have lived around here for a while, you know where I'm talking about. That's for sure. Uh, but it was always, you couldn't even get in that place when uh, Amish Outlaws we're playing there back in the day, and they'll be in downtown Hagerstown on May 27th from 5 to 8 p.m. live music. And it was interesting to hear BYOB, especially uh, it being where it's at. So that's uh, pretty cool, too. And we'll have to get, well, next Monday, we're going to be talking with uh, Robbie Blair from Main Street Martinsburg. I know the uh, concerts are going to start going on down in the square again, and that was Oh my goodness, that was so much fun last year, especially since uh, you know we were really starting to be able to go out and do things that you know we could do in public again and being able to get outside in the hot weather and everybody around the square down there and there was drinks going, there was good music playing, dogs walking around, it was a blast. So I'm so excited for, you know, the warm weather to come back and all these outdoor events. Uh, to happen again, like uh, imagine Hagerstown's fourth Friday with the Amish Outlaws on May 27th, and of course all the things that happen in downtown Martinsburg and that are going to continue to happen in downtown Martinsburg. Again, speaking of uh, Main Street and all their events happening, like the Wine Fest coming up and different stuff like that. But we have to get to the bottom of the hour break, and coming up after that, we are going to hear from Shepherd Guard Abby Beeman, All American Abby Beeman. Now uh, we talked about it few days ago about the Shepherd women's basketball head coach Jenna Eckleberry taking the job at Frostburg State University out in uh, Western Maryland and that you know is a big deal when the coach leaves especially for a player like Beeman who still has you know eligibility years left and a lot of pressure getting put on her shoulders now that uh, you know Marlon McLaughlin and Sidney Clayton uh, have graduated and moved on so uh, we were able to talk me and myself and Parker Stone were able to talk with Abby yesterday to kind of see how the team is doing how she's doing in this offseason uh, the situation around coach leaving and if Abby herself will be leaving because as you know we went through this uh, with Tyson Bajant you know, the transfer portal, 
is a tempting place. It is a very, very tempting place. So uh, we'll hear what Abby had to say here in just a few minutes on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years with hosts Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner, and yesterday, myself and Parker Stone were able to get in touch with Abby Beeman. Now, if you haven't heard Abby Beeman, then you haven't been listening to WEPM in the last couple of months because Abby Beeman, one of the best D2 college basketball, I'll say one of the best college basketball players in the country. All-American last year, I could sit here for probably about 25 minutes and go down her you know, lists of accomplishments and teams that she's been put on and awards and different things like that. Uh, if I can get my notes up fast enough... She, uh, I think she only played. She only didn't play like four minutes the whole year. She had 628 total points. She averaged 19 a game. Uh, I go through a lot of this uh, talking to her here in just a minute. But 267 assists, literally tw- uh, 1,254 total minutes. I think it's most in the entire country of any player, men's, women's, D1 to D, you know, 17, whatever they have. So uh, she's a big deal, and it would be a big deal if she decides to leave Shepard with still two years of eligibility available. And we were able to catch up with her yesterday uh, to talk about how her preparation's been going postseason, the practicing, and with Coach leaving. So uh, here is Abby Beeman. Joining us now is Shepard guard Abby Beeman. Abby, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you're coming off of uh, one of the best college basketball seasons, really, of any level of all time. I mean, 200 or 628 total points. You were averaging 19 a game. You had 280-plus assists. You played, I think, every minute except for maybe two the whole season. So uh, how was this past season for you? Um, it was, you know, a really good season from an individual standpoint and also a team standpoint. Um, you know, you kind of hit everything that I accomplished, and then, you know, you add our team accomplishments to that, and it just makes it, you know, an overall great season. It was a lot of fun to play with this group, and I'm thankful for it. So you talk about uh, the team. You guys were definitely a pretty, a really tight knit group. Uh, Parker and myself got uh, a chance to hang out with you guys a fair amount this uh, past season. So, you know, what was that core like? I know you you lost a lot of uh, big key features with you know Marley and Sidney Clayton and them. So, uh, what was it like with the team this year, especially coming after uh, you know the COVID year and this being the first really full year back? Yeah, so we talk about, you know, we kind of had that same group since my freshman year. So, you know, we had a pretty good run my freshman year. And then, you know, we had the COVID year. Everyone's kind of frustrated. We don't get a season and stuff because, you know, we thought we had the opportunity to be pretty good. And then luckily, you know, Marley and Sydney Clayton decided to come back for their grad year. And they're obviously huge pieces to the team. And then, um, you know, we kind of made our little run this year. And, you know, it was a lot of fun because we are a pretty close group. And, we love to compete, and I think all that just kind of came out, especially in moments where we needed it too. Yeah, definitely. So that was a uh, school record for wins this past year, right? Twenty-five overall. Yeah, that's that's what I hear. Yeah, twenty-five and eight, uh, six and sixteen in the conference. Uh, so, you know, the big news really around the team uh, was Coach 
Eckleberry uh, leaving and going to Frostburg. Did she let you guys know about that uh, beforehand? I mean, did you guys kind of know before the news broke? And uh, if you did, or I guess really, how is the team feeling uh, after hearing that news that Coach has uh, you know left to go to Frostburg? Yeah, so she she did let us know probably about. I think it broke on like a Monday or Tuesday from Frostburg's site, and then she told us on that Thursday. So yeah, we kind of had we already knew and kind of already prepared ourselves for that and. I think some people were in a little bit of shock. I think other people may have kind of like heard things that it might be coming. So um, definitely it's hard to lose a coach. Somebody you think you might play for for four years. You know, in my case, maybe five. Uh, somebody you're around every day. That's obviously difficult. But, you know, at the end of the day, everyone has to do what's best for them. And unfortunately, that's kind of part of the coaching business. So mm-hmm. I think we're all happy for it. But uh, definitely, you know, a hard, hard situation for us. So what is some of the preparation like looking this summer as, uh, you know, you had a little bit of time off after that tough uh, loss down in Glenville in the NCAA tournament. Uh, so what has the prep been? Have you, you know, maybe gone to the beach a little bit? Have you just been hanging out, going to class, doing something like that? Or have you been, have you been back, you know, in the gym, working hard, getting ready for this next season? So I think I gave myself maybe like a week off. <laughs> That's it? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm back in the gym. Um, I'm just, I don't really take any, any, um, good time to relax but if i'm you know not in the gym i kind of go crazy i'm just like i could be in the gym right now i'm just sitting here so yeah definitely you know working on my game for the next season and um you know i'm a, I'm a firm believer that hard work pays off so you know the time i put into it is you know the results i'll get back out of it so uh, what how's the team looking coming up into this season i'm sure you've probably been working out with a couple other teammates and a couple other people that are probably coming into the program what's the team uh, shaping up like in your opinion so far even though it's early but what's the team starting to shape up like so actually i haven't had a chance to really see the incoming girls play or um any of that but we did obviously play with the people we have remaining after the season ended and i think everyone had a good mindset and you know wanted to work hard and and get better for the next season. And I think for the most part, you know, we look pretty good. Obviously, like you said, it's early, but, you know, whenever the effort's there and all of that, it makes things a lot easier. Now, yeah, of course, you're losing Marla Mc- or you lost Marlon McLaughlin and you lost Sydney Clayton. So you being pretty much well, you were the floor general last year too. I think you're the floor general every time you step out there on the court. But uh, with those big key uh, pieces moving forward, I mean, a lot of the pressure pretty much gets put onto your shoulder, especially uh, with you know as well as you scored last year. People are going to be looking at you to do that again. So with the the teammates that you have remaining from last year, and of course, you guys have probably been you know shooting around and doing things like that. How is kind of the workload going to start to divvy? out a bit that's a good question i think that's a question that you know everyone's kind of wondering obviously um i think there will be a lot of you know maybe weight on my shoulders but you know i don't really have a problem with that but it is like a great opportunity for the other girls for them to step up and fill those spots that are wide open for them to take so you know i guess i mean in due time you'll see how those you know roles fill out but I think that there's some girls that are willing to step up and put the work in to earn this spot. You're not going to give us your starting five yet? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> so, Abby, the news broke around like last week that you did enter the NCAA transfer portal and I guess kind of more exploring your options for anything like that. Can you give us any more details on that? What Was it more of like exploring your options? Is it... What, like, what are you thinking with you in the transfer? Because this is a new beast to even me, who just got out of college. The transfer portal wasn't a humongous thing. Now you got people going left and right like it's the Wild West. So what what's your mindset going into the portal? Yeah, um, so whenever we found out that Kuchuk was leaving, um, 
you know, I did think, you know, I earned or I earned myself the opportunity to maybe see what's out there for me. So, you know, I entered my name in the transfer portal. And like you said, it is literally crazy. <laughs> um, I didn't expect everything that I'm getting. And I've heard, like, stories from other people and coaches and stuff. Everyone thinks it's just a crazy deal. But um, I know some people go into the portal just, I think, for reasons that aren't very good. Just maybe they're not getting playing time or, you know, whatever that case may be. Um, but I feel like I kind of had a valid reason to. And I'm still keeping my options open with everything whether that be you know Shepard or other schools I'm just trying to find you know the best fit for me and you know wherever I end up I think um you know that's where I'm meant to be so yeah definitely Shepard still being an option um but also you know seeing what's out there for me does it kind of feel like you're uh, back coming out of high school again and trying to send out your tape to different places or is uh, a lot of the teams and uh, coaches and schools are they coming to you it's a lot different coming out of high school so I haven't sent one email or anything first. Like, everyone's <laughs> coming to me. So, it is literally crazy, obviously, since I've already, I guess, kind of proven myself. Um, it's definitely getting more attention than I did in high school. So, it's overwhelming, but um, I guess I look at it like, you know, I've kind of worked this hard. And, you know, every email I get is just, you know, kind of a reminder that, you know, I have proven myself and, um, you know, other people see that. Can you tell us any of the uh, schools that have gotten in contact with you? <laughs> there's a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I won't say any specific, but there's definitely been a lot of PSAC schools, MEC schools, and then, you know, a good bit of Division One. So. Oh, any uh, big conferences? I know you can't give any schools specifically, but any big conferences up there in the D1 ranks? More like... <laughs> or maybe or I, I won't make you say... I won't make you say conference. I'll make it what region? Like Northwest, Southwest, something like that? A little bit all over. Um, A lot of mid-majors... And then, uh, like one or two power five schools. Oh, okay. so, oh look at gotcha. that! That's got to be that had to have been a pretty exciting email or letter to get uh, with one of those school logos on it, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. But obviously, um, you know, I want to go somewhere where I can play right away or wherever that is. So it's cool, but at the same time, you know, I gotta see what's best for me. So absolutely. Well, uh, I can. I think I can safely speak for Parker and myself here that we definitely don't want you to leave because we had a ball <laughs> being able to watch you this past year. I mean, I could go through all your list of awards and honors that, you get, that you've gotten, but it would probably take us another 15 minutes to do that. Uh, but <laughs> thanks again, Abby, for joining us uh, this morning and taking a little time out of your busy training and school schedule to uh, uh, chat with us and let us know what's going on this summer. And uh, well, how are finals going? I guess I should ask it. Do you have those set up yet? So actually, um, we're, we just got done school on Friday, so that's a relief, um, a little bit of weight off my shoulders. I had, I think, like one final test and then a few final projects, but, you know, I kind of lucked out. I didn't have too much in person, so yeah, nice. definitely a relief to be done school. So do you head back uh, Mineral County way for the summer? Yep, yep. There you go. Well, the there you go. Well, you if go. you're out there uh, floating the short branch or anything like that, uh, you might see me out there one of these weekends. <laughs> Absolutely. Again, Abby Beeman, thank you for joining us this morning. All right. Thank you for having me. And awesome. thanks for all you guys did all you guys did this last season. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It was our pleasure. But uh, thanks again, Abby. And hey, if it means anything, Parker and I want you to stay around, all right? So hopefully that puts <laughs> into your decision, okay? Okay. All right. I'll I'll definitely factor that in. <laughs> thanks again. Thanks, Abby. Thanks.
And that was Abby Beeman, Shepard guard, number one's basketball guard. Uh, myself and Parker were able to catch up with her yesterday afternoon, or well, yesterday, I guess, midday yesterday. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to hear from the players, especially when they're going through this transfer portal time period. I mean, we talked to uh, Bajan a little bit about it, too. Uh, luckily, we were able to get him to say on the air that he was coming back to Shepard. So that was interesting to see both sides of that. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about the transfer portal and people you know, not happy about it, saying it's ruining college sports, this, that, and the third. But I think, I feel like, yes, it it is a little bit. Right, it is a little bit because it has gotten out of hand, and a lot of players are, you know, ruining their college careers, transferring and then not being able to play, and then bouncing around doing things like that. But for players like Tyson and like Abby uh, Beeman, I think it's a great thing. Maybe they were overlooked coming out of high school a little bit. Not saying that they are too good for Shepard or not good enough for different places, but maybe they were overlooked from where they were at. You know, Abby coming from uh, Fort Ashby, West Virginia. Not a lot of D1 schools are going to be getting out to you know Fort Ashby or Kaiser or you know Hampshire County for a game to go recruit. So now that she's done what she's done and been so successful in college basketball, why not go out and put your name out and maybe get a uh, a holler from a big school like a UConn or a West Virginia, somebody like that, right? Anyways, I think it's pretty cool, and that was a great conversation with Abby. If you uh, missed any of it, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. But i got to get to our final break of the day, so stick around for more Panhandle Live here on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kabalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonAndJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nicewarner. Marcia is out for the rest of the week, and I'll be out tomorrow, so... You can still tune in to Panhandle Live tomorrow. You'll hear a best of compilation from the last couple of weeks. Go back and uh, you know, take a quick little walk down a not-so-distant memory lane and hear some of our favorite guests on Panhandle Live. But also what you'll be able to hear on WPM and WCST are the Baltimore Orioles. And they played yesterday, and they scored six times. I believe it was in the bottom of the third inning. Went on to win at nine to four over Minnesota at Camden Yard. Cedric Mullins, uh, he went deep in uh, the third inning. Trey Mancini, he had three hits. A uh, pretty good little season that the Orioles are putting together early. It's always good to get off to a hot start. And uh, like I said, you can listen to every Baltimore Orioles game right here on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. But uh, Trey Mancini. He was in the lineup. He did a pretty good job getting on base, and here is him talking about it from last night. Possibly, if my internet were to work. So let me try that again. Trey Mancini had a pretty good uh, game last night. And, you know, his story, if you're a Baltimore Orioles fan, his story about, you know, uh, getting diagnosed with cancer, beating cancer, still playing and playing at such a high level, that is pretty dang impressive. But hopefully, here he is talking about how well he played last night. It just brings a different energy, and I'd say we had that tonight. I think we did a good job of kind of passing the baton. Um, we had some good at-bats where we'd walk, and the next guy would come up with a big hit. So um, after you do that, you know that you're capable of it. Again, the Orioles won 9-4 to last night at home over the Minnesota Twins. You can hear every Baltimore Orioles game right here on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. And I... I might be wrong. I should look this up before I bring this up, but apparently since it's the anniversary of Camden Yards, you know, being built and opening up and things like that, apparently they are giving out tickets at the price they were 
when Camden Yards opened up back in, what was it, 92, 90, something like that. Because uh, a buddy of mine said he got tickets for the whole family. They were like $4 each. So not a bad idea if you're looking to uh, get out to a ball game. But my favorite team, a team you cannot hear here on WPM and WCST, are the Washington Nationals. Well, they had a tough one yesterday. They lost 5-2 to two in Denver. Uh, they are not off to a very good start this season. But, hey, Nationals, they like to start off slow and then pick it up towards the end. Uh, we saw them do it. And then when they did that last, well, Ended up winning the World Series. People uh, like to forget about that. But uh, here is Nationals manager uh, Dave Martinez talking about their pitcher Patrick Corbin, uh, who ended up throwing a complete game, and he needed to because the Nationals bullpen is awful. He had uh, six innings with 15 pitches or less, faced 24 batters with three pitches or less. I mean, you can't ask for more than what he did today. And, uh, and he finished the game is Nationals manager Davey Martinez uh, talking about the complete game that Patrick Corbin threw, even though uh, the Rockies ended up beating the Nationals uh, 5-2 to two in Denver. So, yeah, there's a little bit of your uh, MLB roundup. Man, the Nationals are really... Really making it hard for me to watch them uh, at some points this year, that is for sure. But, hey, if you're an Orioles fan, my goodness, they are super fun to watch right now. And I want to know, too... I guess I don't have enough time to really have you call in or text me or uh, anything like that. But the new left field at Camden Yards, I know a lot of my friends, a lot of people I talk to that are uh, Orioles fans, I know that they were, I don't know if unhappy is the right word, confused, uh, just being fans and complaining about everything anyways, uh, even if it's a good or bad thing, not sure. But uh, I'd like to know how people are thinking about that new left field at Camden Yards. It getting pushed back a little bit, but yeah. Anyways, if you missed any of the show today, we listened back uh, to our conversation with the Berkeley 250 commemoration chair, Matt Umstead, talking about their Duck Derby, uh, which is on uh, the 14th, happening right in front of the Adam Stevens House in downtown Martinsburg. It sounds like it's going to be a super, super fun time. We also heard from Abby Beeman talking about uh, Coach Eckleberry leaving and heading up to Frostburg. Also, uh, about what she is going to be planning on doing, because look, she... She can leave as well. Transfer portal is a real thing. It's an interesting thing. She didn't give us too, too much of an insight on it, uh, but she definitely told us that people are interested in her, schools are interested in her, and uh, the opportunity is there for her to go to Greener Patchers. Will she do it? We're not 100% sure. Do we want her to go? Absolutely not. But yeah, still pretty fun uh, to have that experience and to be able to hear uh, how her experience is going through this transfer portal situation. Like I said, hopefully Abby doesn't leave. But uh, just about does it for me here on Panhandle Live today. If you missed any of the show, you can listen back to it a little bit later on over on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page, uh, but for the absent Marsh Kavalik. And by the way, we will both be gone tomorrow. You'll have a best of here at 9 o'clock of Panhandle Live tomorrow on WEPM and WCST. But for uh, the absent Marsh and myself, this has been Panhandle Live. Have a good one, uh, and I'll talk to you on Monday. CST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station.